morning, church. Today, today's reading is from First John chapter five, verse one to eleven. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is the love of God to keep his commands. And his commands to keep are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood. Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies because the Spirit is true. For there are three that testify the Spirit, the water and the blood. And the three are in agreement. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar. Because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his, in, in his Son. May the Thank you for that, Connor. Didn't he do well? Good morning, church. It is a change to be on the other side of the camera this morning. Uh, unfortunately, Pastor Kennedy is unwell, so he has asked us to uh, take our testimony to you this morning. So let's start with this month's memory verse in First Peter. Verse, uh, chapter 3 verse 15 But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give defence to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and in fear So before we start, let's pray Heavenly Father We pray you watch over Kennedy and his health Lord we pray that you can heal him and his sickness. And we ask, Lord, that you'll protect him and watch over Christine and the kids and have your hand upon them, Lord. We, we thank you for all that they have done during this time of uncertainty. And we continue to pray there for their strength and anyone else that is out there today watching and is feeling sick or unwell, we continue to pray that you have your healing hand upon them and to bring them back for recovery, Lord. We ask that whoever is out there this morning tuning in, that you can help them to feel encouraged and uplifted by our testimony, and that you have given us 
and just bless the church and whoever is watching again this morning in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> a, uh, a testimony is a story every believer has that shows others what God has done in his or her life. In Romans 3.23, the Bible says that we fall short of God's standards and that no one is good enough to go to heaven on their own. So God made a way for people to be saved through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God wants you to share your story with people who don't know Him so they can hear about the life they can have in Him. Christians can also be a testimony to others by the way we live our lives. In Galatians 5.22, it reads, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forgiveness, gentleness, goodness, faith. In verse 25, If we live in the Spirit, let us walk also in the Spirit. When we follow God and follow what He says, in the Bible and follow him daily, it will show it to others. Even people question you knowing that there is something different about you. For anyone who is new this morning and is watching, my name is Ben and this is my wife Kylie. Morning. And we attend Mount Warren Community Church and have for over the past five years. But our testimony didn't start here in Australia. Kylie and I are both from New Zealand. I am born in a town called Christchurch, and Kylie is seven hours away down south in a place called Invercargill. We first met in a pub in a small town called Greenock. I was there with my parents, and Ben was there on a hunting trip. We got into conversation in regards to the tattoo on his arm. From there we exchanged numbers. We kept in contact for a few months and God had opened the opportunity for me to move to Christchurch. It happened also fast and within six months we were actually engaged. And then at the age of 21 and 22 we got married. This was a blessing for the both of us. We both had the desire to get married young and to have children young. During the first year of our marriage, God has blessed us in so many ways. We were soon to realise that his smallest blessings were about to be his biggest blessings. Being so young, it was very hard to find a decent property to rent. And after searching, God had led us to a brand new home. And the owners of the house were actually a Christian couple that attended the same church as we did, but they were at different sermon times. After moving in, we found out that our government allowance had changed because we lived on the other side of the road. This meant we could no longer afford to stay in our brand new house. We put up a case against the government and to, try, and to find out that our neighbours had already tried to do this, 
and fight against the government, they got rejected. Being honest to our landlords, we had told them the situation. They had mentioned to us that they had been praying for new youth leaders. They made us an offer that they would drop the rent if we would take over the role. So we decided to agree upon that. A few months had passed and we were still struggling. We had to be realistic. We had decided to move. Now the same week that we were about to move out, out of nowhere, we had received the news that we had won the case against the government. Amen. That our case had gone through and that they had decided to change the sign laws. And we were reimbursed for the last months. God had been fighting for us in the background. He knew we needed that home for what's yet to come. In 2010, on the 4th of September, at 4.35am, 10 k's from where we lived, we were brutally woken up by an earthquake of the magnitude 7.1, which lasted for approximately 40 seconds. I remember jumping out of the bed, screaming, Earthquake! Get under the door! As I quickly ran down the hall to grab Connor, the power had blew and we were in complete darkness. Making my way back to Kylie, the ground was violently shaking and the feeling is like standing on a boat being in real rough seas. Quickly getting under the door frame, I held on to Kylie as she held on to Connor and we were getting thrown back and forward like ragdolls. For four hours, we were under that door frame. Every time we thought it was clear, we started to move. But suddenly, getting thrown back in there, thrown back with continuous aftershocks, ranging from magnitude 5 and 7. My first reaction was to ring my mum because I didn't know if we were actually going to survive. It was just so brutal and so frightening at the time. We were literally banging our heads from side to side. After four hours of shaking, it finally started to settle. And as the lights came shining through, we were able to see the damage. It looked like our house had been flipped upside down to the point that our oven had even ripped out of the wall. But with that being said, the house that God had provided for us had no damage at all. Now two years have gone by, and we were expecting what we now call our miracle child. After seeing our three month scan, everything seemed as it should. And on our six month scan, we were going to the radiologist to find out the gender. And with the lady doing the scans, I now knew what to look out for. And I leaned into Kylie and I whispered to her, it's a boy. But unfortunately, we could tell that something else wasn't right. The lady was focused on his kidneys and her facial expressions, they said it all. When we asked what was wrong, she could only respond with, I need another opinion. She later received news that his 
uh, right kidney had just stayed stuck in his pelvis. We were told not to be worried and that they just had to monitor it and to make sure that the kidney wouldn't fail. From there, it meant that we had to get continuous scans done. We went in for our third scan, for her to check on the kidney, to find out that not only one, but two growths had appeared on his heart now. This had changed everything for us. Nobody could give us any answers to what the growths were or what the outcome would be now. So on top of keeping an eye on his kidney, they had to now closely monitor his heart. His heart is a serious situation. They didn't know what the outcome could be and they were worried that the growths could overgrow and cause some serious damage to his heart. At this time, God had blessed us with an amazing church family who supported us and kept us in prayer. We walked by faith and kept in prayer. This was a very challenging and emotional time for not only us, but our family as well. The song that is playing in the background was written by Ben's brother, Luke. He wrote it for him, and it's called Create a Miracle. On the 31st of May 2013, I went into labour. It was a scary time as we didn't know or what to expect the outcome to be. And praise God, everything went smoothly. During the final minutes of labour, four specialists came into the room and checked on Cruden. Because, as we've explained, no one knew what the gross were or what the outcome was going to be. So when he arrived, we didn't even get to hold him. They just took him away right away. Mine and Ben's eyes just filled up with tears as we waited patiently. For the first two nights, they kept me and Cruden in the hospital. They were monitoring his heart. They were actually monitoring it every um, single hour at one stage. We were given the clear to go home until the heart specialist could come down from Auckland and do a special ultrasound to find out what is wrong with Curtis' heart. Within two weeks later, she arrived and we got the ultrasound done. As we waited patiently and nervously for the answers. As she was doing her scan, we did not realise again that God had been working in the background and he had done a miracle. We were given the wonderful news that the gross had disappeared and he was all in the clear. She was totally dumbfounded and she had no answers for, for it. But we knew that it was God and that it was a miracle and he had answered our prayer and healed Cruden. And during our marriage, Kylie's heart was focused on moving to Australia. But I wasn't really fond of the idea as my heart was with my family back home. We did discuss the idea as well as prayed for it. And over the course of three years, we finally came over here on holiday. And we could see the benefits of moving to this beautiful country. God had slowly been changing my heart. 
But when we were back in New Zealand, I could see my wife hurting behind closed doors. I knew that I had to give her just as much as she had given me. And so I cried out to God to change my heart and if it was of His will, to make it happen. And just like that, my cry was answered. God's timing is always perfect. Every door had started closing. The things that gave us security back home all started fading away. Our church had split up. Kylie's part-time job was now made redundant. My job just got sold over to a new company. And because of the earthquakes, rental property was impossible to afford. Our family and friends were all changing. God had closed it all. And for the first time, God had fully changed my heart to move. And within two weeks, we sold every possession that we owned. God's timing is always perfect. Not only did he shut all the doors back home in New Zealand, but he opened every single door here in Australia. He has blessed us with three beautiful kids, an 11-year marriage, a strong, faithful, Bible-believing church. And God just continues to bless us so much more. So that's it, guys. That's our testimony as a husband and wife. And we just thank you for tuning in this morning. And we ask that whoever's watching, that they can feel encouraged by giving and sharing their testimony of what God has done. Even through the times that you don't know, that or feel that God is there, He's always there. We can just trust in Him and walk by faith that He'll have His hand upon whatever comes along in your path. So on that note, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank You for giving us this time to reflect on what You've done in our lives. And we just pray, Lord, that whoever's watching live now, that you'll help them to also reflect on their testimony, Lord, what you've done in their lives, so that we may glorify you and praise you. Lord, whoever's new watching this morning, we pray that you can help them to feel encouraged, Lord, that they can see what is going on in their background, that they can feel your hand moving in their life. We pray that they will give over unto you, Lord, and accept you as their Lord and Saviour. Watch over Kennedy and his family again. Bless them. Bless this church, Lord, and have your hand upon us during these difficult times. In Jesus' name we will pray. Amen. Thanks, guys. Bless you. We'll see you later.